Hi, welcome to our special pop-up season of Peach and Prosperity. We are talking to small business owners to hear their stories about how they are coping and pivoting during these challenging times. This is Julia, and I'm here with my dad, Jeff. We're excited to talk with Lee, who is the founder and owner of Top Stitch. Lee, could you tell us a little bit about what you make at Top Stitch? So Top Stitch is a modern fabric and sewing shop, sewing studio, and it's inside of Pont City Market on the second floor. And primarily the focus of the store is to teach people how to sew and to make their own clothes. It has a focus on garment sewing versus just general crafting. And um, we also sell supplies related to learning to sew, so patterns, fabrics, sewing tools, and fun, crafty gifts. We've passed by your shop so many times in Pond City Market, and we're excited to get back there in the future. Tell me a little bit more about how you got started, what thoughts you had behind it. I'm from here, but before uh, I opened Top Stitch, we lived in London for about six years. Uh, we went there for my husband's work, and while I was there, I loved to sew, and I loved fabric shops and crafty places and markets and whatnot. And I would often visit fabric shops that I loved. And while I was there, I also wrote part-time for a handful of craft and lifestyle magazines. So a lot of the articles I would write about were um, shops and people who make unique handmade things. So I got a lot of exposure to these unique to me and very wonderful uh, places to learn to sew. So when it was time to move back, which we moved back six years later, when I came back to Atlanta, there just weren't many options for learning how to sew clothes. In particular, there were quilting shops and places to buy fabric, joans and whatnot, but there wasn't a unique space that was fostering community and a sense of, you know, making something together and being together in a way that I saw over there. So I had in mind to possibly have a sewing studio and a shop that sold unique and, you know, related products to facilitate your sewing journey. Um, and I kept tinkering in my mind how I could do this and I would take notes. I had Pinterest boards. Um, and eventually I found a little space in Decatur and I approached the landlord with my idea and he really liked my idea. And he said, um, can you share your business plan with me? And I said, uh, no, because I've been looking at buttons. (laughs) I don't have a business plan. And he said, well, if you can get one together and, uh, present that to me, then we'll, proceed from there. So I did get that together for him. And then I moved into a little 800 square foot space in Decatur. And I'm connected with a few people on Instagram who that's how I kind of found the initial people to work for me. And then we just opened there. And um, it was a wonderful place for about a year. And after being there for a year, we were already sort of outgrowing the space. So I had my feelers out for what might come next, and I approached a friend who had a space at Pond City Market just to ask her what it's like to be there. You know, I knew they valued um, local shops, and also they did a, a lot of the shops there do workshops, so I knew that interested them. So I wrote them and just asked if my type of store would interest them, and they said yes, and they asked me to present them with some other information, financial and whatnot, lookbooks and things like that. And then they offered me a lease agreement there. So I moved to a much bigger space there, uh, double the size. And, and so that's pretty much how it started. 
and where we are now. Well, not quite where we are now, but it's, um, that's the story. Wow. That's quite the journey. That's really exciting how you brought some of London here to Atlanta, but also your passions. And can you talk to us more about what's special to you about having your store here and your business in Atlanta? Well, I feel like Atlanta, although it has a lot of like wonderful, um, you know, restaurants, neighborhoods, there's certain, I feel like some crafty and cultural things that are more sporadic, kind of less saturated in the city to me in some ways, particularly like I was saying, the garment sewing, it's just not something that Atlanta had. Um, but it, but it was something that seemed like a craving. Um, so one market that I love a lot, and I think you all interviewed them recently is the indie craft, um, experience girls, Christy and Shannon. And I've always loved going to their markets and I would always see the all the wonderful handmade things the local community makes. And I felt like it would be great if there was a place to facilitate a lot of that type of handmade work and also being together. Um, so I feel like Atlanta is rich in, you know, a lot of community things and efforts and uh, wonderful restaurants. And like I said, lots of things, you know, I love the Beltline, things like that. But for me in particular, that was kind of missing. So I was happy to offer that to the city. I had a follow-on question. Your fabrics or patterns sound unique. Could you share a little bit about those patterns and what's different about your store versus a larger standard store? That makes yeah, sense. I'm not, I'm, yeah, sure. So I'm not totally sure where Joanne, a place like Joanne's, gets all of their fabrics, but a lot of the ones that I buy from my shop are companies that I learned about when I lived in London, and companies that I follow on Instagram. Um, there's one called Merchant and Mills and they're based in Rye in the UK and they make beautiful or they, you know, they offer beautiful, um, fabrics of different substrates, uh, linen. They have something called oil cloth, which is great for bags and more sturdy, uh, garments like jackets and whatnot. Um, so in my experience there, I just learned a lot about different companies that may not sell to sort of more big box shops that sell fabrics. And I found that people took a lot of interest in these smaller, unique companies. Um, so that's one way that I look for fabrics. And I also am interested in pursuing local artists and working with them to try to make exclusive fabrics. We dabbled in that a little bit. And um, people seem to really enjoy something that's unique that they can't get anywhere else. Um, so there were a handful of artists that I partnered with and asked them if they could make something exclusive for my shop. And then I would have it printed at a, um, a printer in New York that prints fabric. Um, so things like that, to me, bring a little bit more unique offering to what's on the shelves. Also, another way that I like to look for products is I go to handmade markets or I look on Etsy for people who make unique sewing kits or supplies or fun things and ask them to make something exclusive for my shop. And that way I know that people can't get it anywhere else and it's something um, just kind of fun and unique to have. Wow, that's a really very interesting way and a great way to support local um, all around yeah. the world and also here are artists. Could you, building off of that, tell us about an accomplishment that you're proud of as you've been building Top Stitch? What's something that stands out as a memorable moment so far? 
Um, I have, I guess I probably have a lot of them. Um, but one of the most striking was uh, when I was offered a space at Pont City Market. First of all, I was like totally stunned that they were interested in me. I felt like um, I felt like I was in middle school and I suddenly learned that like the cute popular guy likes me. <laughs> I can't believe it because um, it's such a remarkable and, you know, destination retail space, you know. Um, but I do remember they told me once I, um, sorted out my lease agreement that they asked me for my logo and they said that they would, um, have it put on the windows until I move in. And I didn't know when that would happen or how big it would be or whatever. And one day I took my girls to Pont City Market, my two daughters are young, um, just to go peek in the windows. So I was brainstorming some things and I walk up the stairs and I see my logo like, giant like it filled the whole windows and I was like oh my gosh this is real um and it just seemed like a um a huge leap for me and my shop so that's one of the most striking moments but I have lots of smaller ones that are kind of more personal like with my staff or like I'm gonna start crying right now it's like wow. <laughs> uh, but uh there have been a lot of wonderful moments well, it's, it's clear that you care deeply about your work and crying is okay and to get emotional because we know it's a, a tough time. But we remember actually when we were wandering around Ponce, which we enjoy doing often for story ideas, and when we saw the sign go up and we said, what's this? What's coming? So it's oh, yeah. amazing it had an impact on other people who were excited for you too. We talked a little bit about this, but how are you pivoting during this uncertain time? I know you've made some adjustments to your model. Could you share that with us? Even before this started, we were pursuing online classes, and we have our first online class ready, and it's available. It's a Sewing 101 to learn to make our popular shirt called the Top Stitch Essential Shirt. It's a simple pullover shirt. Um, so we were already working on having online classes with an online platform that is um, fosters community engagement where people can interact with each other. You can ask questions. Um, and this is on, it's called topstitchmakers.com, um, which is where our online class is and that community engagement. So we were already working on that before this happened. Um, but now it's sort of turned into a lot of the focus for me right now because the community um, platform, it's like a social network, it's a membership-based platform, so it's $4.99 a month. And then if you want the course, you can purchase the course also. Um, and then in the network, we do all kinds of fun things every week. We've been having live Q&As with notable people in the sewing industry. We have sew-alongs. Um, we've been doing lots of fun things within our social network. So that's something that I'm focusing a little bit more heavily on than I probably would have if this hadn't, you know, happened. Um, so that's what I'm turning my focus to right now, primarily. And then we have uh, virtual classes, which are posted on our website. So you can take those even if you don't um, join the membership network. So those are offerings for a lot of our regular customers and just anyone. We've had people sign up. Someone was signed up in North Carolina and, you know, a handful of people from different places in the country. So that's one wonderful thing that's happening right now, which I would not have anticipated that we can bring our classes to people anywhere in the country or, you know, potentially the world if their uh, time zone, you know, suits the class. That's great. And it's, it's as if you are reaching more people with the good that you're providing through sewing. Yeah. And I know I've seen something about face masks. Can you tell us a little bit about how your community has contributed in that way? 
Yeah, I think anyone who sews right now is, has or is sewing face masks like crazy um, because just so many people need them and want them. Uh, so quite a few weeks ago, a handful of women in Atlanta uh, wanted to support the medical community with face masks. They started a very popular face mask group called Sewing Face Masks for uh, Atlanta Area Hospitals, I think is the name of it. And it had like a couple thousand members within a few days. And they very quickly, I helped them start the group, but these other women sort of like totally flushed it out and took over and they are completely in charge of it now. Um, but they started these grassroots efforts and mobilized very quickly to help um, many, many hospitals and all kinds of people to uh, get face masks to them. And I have sewn face masks for them, but also in my neighborhood, a lot of people know that I own a sewing studio and reached out to me and asked if I would sew face masks for them. So I put out a form to my neighborhood and it filled up so quickly that I almost had a panic attack with how many requests were in there and I had to close the form pretty quickly because I got thousands of requests. Well, if you add up the individual masks, it was thousands um, very quickly. So I've been sewing them for my neighborhood and then many medical people, even people from all places in the country that are nowhere near Atlanta say, you know, I just, I, I really need five face masks for my nurses. I need, you know, and just, it's actually a little bit overwhelming. Uh, but everyone who sews has sewn face masks, I think, or is still sewing them and trying to work with either a group to get them to medical professionals or people in their community who need or want them. Yes, we've been really inspired by the sewing community and how they've stepped up and how lucky they are to have you as part of that force and gathering others. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do feel like anyone who can do something, like, is trying to do something, you know, helpful, whether it's restaurants sort of, you know, turning into grocery stores, you know, or just a variety of things. How can we help you to support your shop? The best thing for me long-term right now would be to continue growing online efforts. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have any clear evidence that this virus is leaving us anytime soon. So I think that we're all very fortunate in the time that we live in that we have the internet, right? I mean, imagine if this happened in the 80s. So many businesses can turn to online efforts, even if it doesn't sustain them in the way that their business normally would. It's at least something if you can sort of do something online. I, my husband and I, we love watching all kinds of things online like, lately, you know, chefs who are having cooking shows, whether it's for free or maybe a subscription based, or maybe they're like partnering with a, a veggie box company and doing recipes every week or something like that. You know what I mean? People, if they want to support Top Stitch, if they're interested in sewing, they can join our social network or take our uh, first online class or one of our virtual classes. Great. Well, we encourage everyone to do that. We also may be signing up to learn how to sew. I know my grandma's biggest disappointment in me is that I didn't take over the sewing and the knitting. So <laughs> I'll have some exciting future plans in the evening. Well, thank you, Lee, so much. We enjoyed getting to know you and encourage our listeners to check out all your great offerings.